Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Yay, so welcome, welcome. We're here back with the second season of The Red Podcast. I want to take a moment from my heart to yours to thank you all for the amazing feedback, for the notes and messages that I've gotten from so many of you who have enjoyed the first episodes of the first season of The Red Podcast and who are asking, when is the next season? Well, here it is. And I am here, Elaine Kalila, to kick off this very first episode in the second season. And this is what I thought about this episode. So as you all know, we are in the midst of June here and June is known as the Pride Month. And you also know by now that the Red Podcast asks these very powerful and potent questions to everybody who comes on the show. And I always leave them to the last moment. And I got to thinking about that because I was like, well, I haven't actually answered these questions that are posed by Red, the archetype of Red, aka the Magdalene energy, the Magdalene consciousness. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to start off this very first podcast in this new season with a bit of a revealed, red revealed um, episode from me. So I'm going to start by sharing with you the very first question that I normally ask other people, which is this. Elaine Kalila, tell us something about yourself that you normally remain hidden, that reveals something about yourself that you wouldn't normally share. (laughs) And I love asking this question to other people because... It normally takes them off center a little bit for a moment because they're not expecting it. And there is something about being invited into the spontaneity of the unexpected moment where our unedited, our raw, uncensored self gets to step forward. And the Red Podcast and the Red Woman Movement is about that intimate moment where we get to step beyond the veil of the, the, the agreed upon persona or the agreed upon idea of who we are. And we get to reveal something that is tender, something that is real, something that is maybe a little closer to the bone, closer to the heart, something that is a, on the edge of our evolution, something that makes us have our heart patter a little bit to share it or makes us even blush a little bit <laughs> at the thought of sharing it. 
And so I thought I would present this question to myself and also to you that you could join me in this um, inquiry that we would begin this season at this intimate moment between you and me, your heart and my heart, to really feel the essence of red and what is being asked of us. So I will presence it once again. What is the most revealing thing about you that you normally hide that wants to be shared? So this is the piece that I'm going to share with you today. And I actually shared this in a post on Instagram not so long ago, maybe last year sometime. And it has to do with this persona or alter ego named Gentleman Jack. Now, I'm going to start off by telling you the story of who Gentleman Jack is as a way to massage myself into what it feels like to be revealed in this space. So Gentleman Jack is the name of a show that came out a couple of years ago starring Saran Jones. And it is the story, it's a real life story of a woman in the late 1700s whose name was Anne Lister. And Anne Lister wrote a prolific amount of secret diaries. And these diaries were written in code. And the reason that these diaries were written in code is because Anne Lister was a lesbian and she had many, many illicit, unspoken about, unshared about, unpublic, of course, liaisons and love affairs with women. And these diaries were documents of her liaisons, of her deep desire to be able to share her love publicly, to be able to marry her beloved. And after her death, and I'm not quite sure when in the history, these diaries were translated. Someone cracks the code. And of course, they revealed this very rich and beautiful, but very secret and very scary life that this woman led in a world where her kind of love, her kind of expression of love, her desire to be in a relationship with a woman as a primary partner, as her wife, as her beloved, was completely impossible. When I first watched that show, I was so taken with this character of Gentleman Jack because inside of me is a very clear Gentleman Jack. And what I mean by that is that for my whole life, ever since I was a very little child, I have existed somewhere on the scale of gender identity, somewhere between boy and girl, both and. I've always felt a very strong connection to the inner masculine within myself, to the boy within me or the man within me, and to the girl or the woman. And when I was growing up in the 1960s and 70s in the UK, this expression of my self, my truth, my essence, was not something that was understood other than being named as, well, you know, she's a bit of a tomboy. Now, this word tomboy, what exactly did that mean? 
You know, that's a word that no longer gets used and is not sanctioned within our current understanding where we're really talking about gender identity and sexuality on a spectrum and between binary and non-binary, between fluidity, right? But when I was growing up, what that depicted was I was a girl who liked to do boy things. I was also a boy that liked to do girl things. And in fact, what was real was I never felt like I really fit in because I liked to do all of it. And I didn't fit into those neat little boxes of girl and boy, of pink and blue, of playing outside and building forts and playing inside and doing hair and makeup or nurses and doctors or whatever it was. I didn't fall into a neat box and I knew it. I knew it growing up. And I was also raised by my dad. I didn't have a mom at home and I had an older brother and I dressed in his clothes and I was very comfortable moving in the world of the boys. And as I grew up, I became very comfortable at moving in the world of the girls. So we can understand this scale, right? Somewhere between on the, on the, on the extreme right hand side, the full heterosexual masculine and on the full left hand side, the full heterosexual feminine, the cis identified as the languages that we might use right now, right? And then there's this massive scale in between those two poles of where we all fall. And what I have come to understand about myself and to celebrate about myself. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because we are in Pride Month. And I think this is still about us speaking the truth of the fact that most of us, many of us that I know in my life are not binary in our identifications. And in fact, we're somewhere along the scale and the spectrum of expression of male and female within ourselves. I'm comfortable with that now, but it took me many, many, many years because there was no word to describe that. I also happened to be, in addition to that gender fluidity, I happened to be somebody who has been partnered with both men and women my entire life. Again, there was no name for that other than bisexual, which somehow was, I don't know, a term that kind of, you know, was laughed at or was like, well, she's bisexual. What does that really mean? Right. Um, but I have, ever since I was a small girl, been attracted to both men and women, or what we could say is I'm attracted to people. And I have lived this life as one who has been embracing that about myself, but really for the first, I don't know, 40 years of my life, I did that very privately. I was not out in the public sphere. In fact, I had no way to really talk about this or even understand this. And it wasn't until I turned about 38 years old that I finally allowed myself, whilst living in San Francisco, of course, <laughs> I allowed myself to actually become public um, around my, you know, attractions. And I ended up actually getting married to my love when Gavin Newsom declared that in San Francisco, same-sex marriages could take place when he was the um, governor of San Francisco. And there was this flux of us who ran down to the courthouse, a beautiful Frank Lloyd Wright building in the center of um, 
San Francisco and got married. And I married my beloved. Um, and she and I were married for about seven years, six or seven years. Um, I'm no longer with her. Um, but that was a very powerful time for so many of us who have, you know, lived in this in-between world, this betwixt in-between world. And so I'm revealing this. This is the probably the deepest thing about myself that I have hidden throughout my life. Not because I was ashamed of it, although there has been shame in there. It was really more because I didn't know how to speak about it. I didn't have the language. I didn't have the words. I didn't have the ability to, um, to articulate what it meant for me to be a woman in a woman's body who also was very in touch with her androgynous nature. And this, what's so fascinating is that for those of you who may know, about the spiritual work that I do in the world and the alchemical work that I'm most deeply involved with, the center of that spiritual work is the path of becoming the sacred androgyne. And the sacred androgyne is one who has gone through the sovereign marriage of the heros gamos within themselves, where the inner masculine and the inner feminine have come together in oneness to create a sacred third that is neither male nor female. If we look into the depths of the mystic Christianity, we see that the ultimate destination point, you could say, of Christianity is this Heros Gamos, to become a sacred androgyne, to become whole, to become unified. And so this journey within self is at the center of Jungian psychology, is at the center of um, probably our deepest spiritual journeys, is this acknowledgement of the masculine and feminine principles and how they get married into oneness within us. And so it's very fascinating to me that what started out in childhood for me as an awareness of these two very distinct connected parts of self that were expressed on this spectrum of masculine and feminine would become the very heart of my spiritual journey, of my teachings in the world, of all of the things that I create and offer. That that journey to, to allow myself to come into clarity around gender identity and gender fluidity of masculine and feminine, and then also um, sexual attraction and eros and how eros gets expressed, that what I've come to understand and what I think is so amazing about the time that we're living in and oftentimes confusing, yes, with all of our um you know, Gen Zs who are exploring this really actively in their adolescent and early 20s between, you know, whether they are he, she, or they, um, and, you know, how that all works in terms of attraction and how we identify ourselves. It's, it's, it's really forcing us and challenging us, right, to get out of our binary black and white, male-female thinking, and what I find to be so liberating and um, confronting and juicy and interesting is the conversations I've had with the young people in my life who now have this choice to explore. And it makes me tearful. 
and it really strikes a chord in my heart for all of us, myself included, but maybe you as well, who grew up in an era where that wasn't possible, where there was so much hiding and so much shame and so much embarrassment and so much um, hiddenness. And I guess that that's, you know, we've come a long way in the last 40 years to be able to explore this. And I'm so, so grateful that I have in this lifetime, I'm like Anne Lister, I'm like the archetype of Gentleman Jack, that I have lived at a time in history where I have gotten to step out from the shadows and I've gotten to express my love publicly and to be recognized and understood, still judged and still, you know, separated from. It's not like standing as a wife and wife lesbian couple when I was married to my former beloved. It's not like we were accepted everywhere. It's not like we could travel freely all over the world as wife and wife. That was not possible, but we were able to be recognized and to be legally married in San Francisco. And I know that I speak from my heart to say that that, that choice to love who we love and to be who we are is at the very center of what is being asked to heal in this world. That we must, we must carry on sharing the truth of who we are, even when the truth of who we are may stand to be judged and shamed by others or misunderstood. And it takes great courage to stand in the truth of who we are, whether the truth of who we are is that we are healers and medicine women and priestesses, or whether we are queer, or whether we are non-binary, or whether we identify as male, female, or somewhere in between, or whether we love all beings, or whether we're trans, or whatever we are at the truth of our being, we must stand for that inalienable right to be celebrated in the diversity of who we are, to be held in such reverence for the incredible unique diversity that each one of us is as the different shades and colors that we are. And so it is with a beating heart and a, a tenderness that I come to open this second season of the Red Podcast with this Red Revealed story. I am so grateful as I said, to be alive at a time when this is being explored. <sighs> and I'm so very proud of all of my fellow beings who fall upon the scale, the weird ones, the queer ones, nah, <laughs> the ones who don't fit in the boxes, because I truly believe that most of us don't fit in those boxes. And that there is a dance of fluidity that lives within us when we allow it to express itself. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. So I kick off this season with this offering from my heart. And I ask you the question is, what is it that you, the most revealing thing about you that you hide? And it probably is some aspect of yourself that is so precious and 
through sharing it, we, we offer and open the way for others to step into their weird, wild, wonderful, eccentric, shy selves and to be celebrated. The world is a richer, more beautiful place because of your unique being. I know that your presence is a gift. And so I'm going to offer you one of my spoken word spiritual hip hop pieces that I just recorded with Bam Vox. It's our collaboration called Red Velvet Sun and it's called Presence. And it's in celebration of your wild, beautiful presence. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for receiving me. It is absolutely a joy to be here with you and to share my heart. Blessed be. Look forward to many more deep, powerful episodes of The Red Podcast in this season. And for now, I leave you with presence. Your presence is a gift. So much love. Mm. So I'm here to share something from the heart with you. Calling you into a deeper knowing. Of that presence, the shape of that presence, the texture of your presence. 
around your face It is the way that you smile, the way that you taste I see you, I celebrate you, I do, I see you In this intimate moment where we are sharing naked voice to naked heart Your presence is a gift Where you are allowing me to revere your presence To be and soak in the beauty of who you actually are That is the Feast of Agape that I came here for <laughs> That is the Feast of Agape that I came here for Do you hear me? Because that presence that you are, well, that's the gift So your presence is a gift And I'm reveling in it Your presence is a gift and there's nothing you have to do in order for me to receive that. Just be here. Now your presence is a gift. And I'm reveling in it. Your presence is a gift. And there's nothing you have to do in order for me to receive that. Presence is that ineffable thing, that shard of light, that energetic thumbprint, that way that your, your hair curls around your face. It is the way that you smile. Thing, that shard of light, that energetic thumbprint, that way that your, your hair curls around your face, it is the way that you smile, the way that you listening to this episode of the red podcast it's been an honor to have you here with us as red women we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution birthing new worlds into being through our bodies our hearts our minds and our beautiful presence if you would like to be in contact with me i love hearing from you you can find me on instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website elainekalila.com and lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Blessings.